Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I'm talking with producer Layla Muhammad about the world's largest consumer technology industry event, CES. It's also one of Vegas's biggest conventions, totaling 3 million square feet and over 100,000 attendees. Layla and I are going to talk about the cool, the bad, and the disappointing things she saw at CES. It's Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. I'm Vogue Robinson, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. Good morning, Layla. How are you? Good morning, Vogue. I'm good. How are you? Doing well. I want to talk about your weekend because I heard you were kicking it at CES. My knowledge of that is just basically people use it as leverage for their products, like legitimacy on Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, like, what were some of the coolest products you saw while there? Yeah, it is. It did very much feel like a Shark Tank on steroids. A lot of (laughs) companies were there to try to find a place in the market for their product. The coolest things that I saw were in terms of cars. So there were a lot of cars there, a whole exhibit hall dedicated to automobiles. Sony and Honda have a collaboration called Afila, and they have their car very futuristic looking. The dash comes up on the side, so you kind of feel engulfed in it. I'm like Star Trek. (laughs) Yeah, very Star Trek-y. Not a big fan of the U-shaped steering wheels that were common in a lot of the cars I saw at CES. Mercedes and Maybach had a really cool car that had Dolby Atmos surround sound. Today we are exploring Dolby Atmos in a Mercedes-Benz. Our Burmester sound system with multiple speakers transforms into a 360 fully immersive soundscape. Music. The price tag on that one, as you can imagine, on all these cars are pretty high. Uh, the price tag on the Mercedes Maybach was $185,000. Yeah, but it was a beautiful car. And then Hyundai has a car, the Hyundai Mobis M Vision car. It's a square box shape. It's really cool. It can turn 360, drive diagonally, and it's supposed to solve a lot of mobility issues that we see mm. in cars. Like, can you get a wheelchair inside of that car or is it just... Yeah, yeah, you can get a wheelchair inside of it. You can plug in your wheelchair inside of the car. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. The seats are configured so they're back to back. So I think that's supposed to give you more room for wheelchairs, easier to get in and out of the car. That was really cool in terms of cars. And then health-wise, the coolest thing that I saw was the Withings U-Scanner. The world's first at-home hands-free urine lab. We developed U-Scan when we noticed that urine is an underestimated stream of health data as a result of the kidney. Which is a pee scanner that -hmm. you put in your toilet in kind of like a, a urine lab in your toilet. It can scan for ketones, pH levels, 
ovulation tracking, vitamin tracking, hydration. So what did it look like? Like, is it? It's like a little (laughs) disc that you put inside your toilet and it scans your pee. So that was pretty cool. I can see where that could come into play in someone's life. Just lab scans. Like anytime you ever had to pay for going to like go to Quest to get your labs for something. Like that would be kind of nice. Exactly. Right there in your toilet. You can go and tell them, (laughs) I know I'm dehydrated or I know my vitamin levels are off. So that was really cool in healthcare. And then they had a self-driving stroller Mm -mm. that earned an innovation award. (laughs) It has built-in white noise. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then the company that I think had the coolest exhibit overall was LG. I think they had a, a lot of cool stuff in there from their smart kitchen to their gaming setups hmm. to their wireless OLED TV that has no cords. Like people were walking around carrying them. They were floating over water. Um, yeah, so the, that's one of the biggest kind of innovations that came out of CES was the the wireless TVs. LG wasn't the only company that had a wireless TV, but I think theirs is supposed to be one of the best. Right. I mean, that's smart marketing. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to walk around with this cordless TV working. I feel like that's definitely eye-catching. Like, is that guy carrying a TV? Exactly, with no cords. That works? <laughs> The new boom box is a TV box on your shoulder. I know. Just carry around a giant TV on your shoulder. For the people. For mm-hmm. the people. <laughs> so was th- that's all the cool stuff. So was anything disappointing? Disappointing? I think this was my first time in a long time at the convention center. And the convention center has gone through a lot of remodeling since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And this was my first time inside the Vegas Loop which is the basically the Tesla tunnel that runs and connects the different halls of the convention center. And so I was really excited. A lot of people were going down there really excited to see what was up. And it was like a taxi station for Teslas. And the car ride was like less than two minutes to the different hall that we went to. Oh. And it just seemed like everyone down there waiting for their group's Tesla to drive up or a Tesla Mm -hmm. to drive up could have fit on a train or a tram or something that could have driven everyone at once instead of Mm -hmm. each individual group getting in a Tesla. But I mean, it was a cool experience. The tunnels were lit up and they played music in the Teslas. (laughs) So basically it was a free ride in a Tesla to go 35 feet or whatever. Pretty much. Great marketing, I would assume. Exactly. Yeah, but definitely could be way more efficient. It didn't take that long for my group to get in a Tesla, but still, it could have been, we could have all just went on one tram. So that was kind of disappointing just because I was, I had a lot in mind of the Vegas Loop and a lot of people have been talking about it since it opened in 2021. And it was kind of like a, okay, it's a ride in a Tesla through a colorful tunnel. Yeah. I don't need sparkly lights that much. That's what Christmas is for. <laughs> exactly. So can any person in Las Vegas like get into CES? So no, it's not a public event. It's Ooh. it's a trade show and it, it's only for people in the consumer technology industry, whether you're media, an exhibitor, um, an industry attendee. And so you have to meet the registration requirements to be able to attend. But 
bloggers can attend Mm -hmm. under media and freelancers can attend under media. And if you work for a company that has anything to do with consumer technology, you can register through your company. Okay. So, okay. So it sounds like those are the kinds of people it attracts. Like, I guess, what kind of person do you think would have the most fun there? A techie. Like someone, I imagine someone who like runs a YouTube channel who Mm. reviews all of these new tech innovations. I feel like they would have a blast. There was just a lot of cool stuff to look at, even apart from like the big innovative stuff. There was like really cool pressure percussion guns for your muscles and like a really cool standing (laughs) desk, phone holders and like not pop sockets, but like phone stands. Mm. Just like really cool gadgets that I can imagine a huge techie or someone who reviews tech products online or writes about them normally online. I feel like they would have a really fun time there. Like I like having smart devices. Mm. I like the new tech stuff and I had a great time. So I can only imagine if this was like your job, you're dedicated to writing and reviewing these products. I I can imagine that you probably had a blast at CES. Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas's most talked about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist Steve Kessler from Aroma. Tickets are $150 and are all-inclusive of food and drink, so you don't have to pay for anything once you're inside. No hidden up charges. I went last year, and it was so crowded in the best possible way. We got one remarkable dish after another, and while it was a little indulgent, here's the best part. The net proceeds go to local charities. So head on over to VegasUnstripped.com to get your tickets now. We'll see you there. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Has CES always been in Las Vegas? Like, did it start here? So, no, it actually started in New York City in 1967. And then in the 70s and 90s, it was held twice a year, once in Vegas and then once in Chicago. And then starting in 1998, they kept it annually in Las Vegas. And it's one of our largest conventions. Hmm. And how did attendance change this year compared to previous years? Yeah. So I definitely think we're back to pre-COVID numbers and maybe even surpassed that. There were 
115,000 attendees this year with 3,200 exhibitors. And there were exhibitors at the Convention Center, the Sands, City Center. They were very strict with the protocols this year. No one was allowed to enter the buildings that didn't have a badge. The exhibits seemed like they were nicely spaced out. A lot of signs saying to limit handshaking, which was a good reminder for a lot of people. Nice. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people wearing, a lot of people still wore masks. So Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are mindful of COVID precautions Mm -hmm. during the convention, but it was definitely back to those pre-COVID numbers. Hmm. Okay, so we talked about these products. (laughs) They all sound super cool, but I know that they're also hella expensive. So if we're talking about this, you know, wonderful, like these things that can change accessibility, but also aren't financially accessible. So the stroller is 3,800. The Dolby Atmos Maybach car is 185,000. Like, is CES really about technological advancements as a society? Or do you feel like it's more like it's showcasing expensive new toys for the wealthy? I think definitely both. Mm -hmm. There was definitely that element of like, look at our cool new gadgets that we have. Look at what we have to take pictures, best cameras, best drones, best heat-seeking devices that were very much, you don't see the accessibility aspect immediately, especially with those price tags. But with things like the stroller, like the urine scanner, like the mobility car from Hyundai, I think some companies are trying to have solutions for accessibility issues that they're not putting that on the forefront of marketing. The Mm. forefront is like, look at our shiny new product. Look at this cool thing. Yeah. But I think to some extent, like it's all about innovation. A lot of companies were talking about accessibility and the environment. There was a whole exhibit from SK Technologies. You went into this darkened room and they showed the water levels rising on major monuments. And it was impactful. And then you went in and you go through their exhibit and they show you what they're trying to do by partnering with other companies to commit to zero emissions by 2050. So that was really cool. So I think some there are some parts of the convention that are trying to better society and enhance life through technology. But at the same time, there's also like robots walking around and like just shiny new toys for people who really like tech. Right, for sure. And even when I think about it, like the the Shark Tank episode was when they had come out with the ring. And that was one of the big things that the guy had mentioned, like, no, this this product works. We know that it works because we got to test it out and we've displayed it at this huge convention. So sometimes that's like the proof of concept of something that that people have been working on. So if you've been doing your science the way science is supposed to go, you've been testing it out, failed, try it again. The ring, for example, basically is like, it's a doorbell that has a camera built into it. And I think over time, it's changed and transformed into more than that. So it's it's good to see like products being created and people, I don't know, like being able to be an inventor and then showing off this invention. I feel like it's an adult science fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in some ways for these major companies and a lot of companies too, are international and they're bringing their products to try to find a market in the U.S., trying to find buyers. Like there was this really cool 
$8,000 standing desk, but they're not going to sell individual units because that would, the shipping would break them. They're, they're wanting like an office space to sell to and like a mm-hmm. company in the U.S. to partner with. Mm-hmm. There was like a really cool electric bike docking station, but they needed bike companies mm-hmm. in the United States to partner with so they could use their bike docking station to bring to cities and that partnership too could make it less expensive too for the products like if you if they get purchased in bulk or a company buys them then hopefully that'll make it more accessible like yeah if we worked in an office yeah exactly (laughs) then we we could get these standing desks right through the company (laughs) Mm -hmm. well Layla, i'm glad you got to go and hopefully next year i'll get to go too because i want to walk around (laughs) i want to go try this disappointing tunnel I mean, it's there year-round. We could go We could go this weekend. <laughs> okay, I'll hit you up. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, Vogue. Before you go, a few things you should know. If you're driving to Utah anytime soon, allow for extra time. That section of the freeway will have a new project for drivers to contend with a bridge project in the corner of Arizona. Traffic will squeeze down into one lane, alternating directions. It's expected to last into the spring. Also, there will be several vigils this week for Ashari Hughes. She's the student athlete who died after a flag football game this week. There's one today at 5 p.m. at Doolittle Community Center and another one at 7 p.m. tomorrow at her home field at Desert Oasis High School. It was really nice to hear that the Raiders coach, Josh McDaniels, was among the donors to her family's online fundraiser, and it surpassed its goal in three days. Send in love to her family. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Do you have a friend who geeks out over new technology? Send them this episode. Also, go ahead and rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk soon. Oh, I said Mobius. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Marvel on the brain. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 